0: You're listening to Arc Radio
1: Podcast.
0: Assalamu alaikum listeners and welcome to the Ask the Sheikh segment on Radio Ramadan. I'm your host, Azhar Sheikh, and I'm joined today with Brother Zubair Alvi. Today we're going to be uh, talking about our relationship with the Qur'an which is something I think we can all agree is a very, very important aspect of this month, pretty much the whole year, but more specifically this month of Ramadan. And we are joined today with um, Sheikh Aziz, who will be giving our questions too. As-salamu alaykum wa uh, Sheikh Abdulaziz? Wa alaykum as-salam. How are you? you okay? I'm uh, well,
1: alhamdulillah.
0: How
2: are you?
1: Alhamdulillah,
2: alhamdulillah. How's Ramadan going?
1: It's going well, alhamdulillah.
2: Alhamdulillah, yeah. myself and Azza are today uh, hosting the show So we'll be firing questions at you, inshallah, during the next half an hour or so But can I just take a couple of minutes, Azra, just to introduce our guest? Yeah, of course um, Sheikh is, uh was born educated in England He's a primary school teacher, but has taught at all levels um, From nursery to university And he studied with some of the greatest sheikhs uh, of our generation um, A lot of them from Saudi Arabia, where he studied uh, during his stay in, in Jeddah uh, he's also a translator and author of several books, including The Essentials of Islam, The Book of Worship, and The Book of Taqwa by Imam Haddad, uh, the 40 hadith on the Qur'an, uh, Ibn Mullah Ali Al-Qari, and The Removal of Distress as well by Imam Al-Burzanji. Uh, he lives and teaches in Scotland with his wife and young son. So again, salaam Wa alaykum salaam. So I guess we'll dive right in, Nazar. No, well, we'll go straight
0: go. in. So I think, you know, obviously the Qur'an is such an important aspect of our faith, so what is the importance of the Qur'an in Islam?
1: Well, the Qur'an is the foundation of of really everything. Everything refers back to the Qur'an. Your practice, your belief, your akhlaq, your character. Um, it's really the foundation. It's, it's, there's, there's, without the Qur'an, there's, there is no Islam, there's no, there's no faith, there's no practice,
2: there's no character. Shaykh and Ramadan is uh, the month of the Qur'an. And uh, how, uh, in terms of the relationship that each person has with the Qur'an, um, what is the, I mean obviously reading as much as you can, but um, what else would you suggest in terms of understanding the Qur'an and going through it during this month?
1: I, I think, um, I, I, maybe I'll just pick up something you've said there. I'm not quite sure whether reading as much as you can is, is really the 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 essence of this. Um, it's really the quality of the relationship with the Qur'an, it's the quality of that that connection. Uh, if I could just uh, briefly just tell a, a short story about somebody who uh, one of the students of Ahmed ibn Hamil a great scholar in Baghdad one of the students came to the sheikh and said oh so and so another student he reads the Quran every single day from beginning to end so the sheikh Ahmed ibn Hamil called his student to him and he said so you read the Quran every single day says, tomorrow I want you to read but pretend imagine that you're reading it to me and then come to me when you're finished three days later he came back and he completed the Quran obviously he taken a bit more time and then he says good now what i want you to do is to imagine that you're reading the quran to the prophet muhammad wa he went away and it was like two weeks later he came back and completed the quran he said now imagine that you're reading the quran to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the one who spoke the quran directly and then he came back a month later he says i couldn't complete the quran so the, it's not necessarily the quantity that, that matters in terms of this relationship it's the how you connect to that quran and some people, they just need to open their hearts up and read a little bit, and they'll find many, many beautiful things. And those people that read quickly, they might, actually, they might actually miss a great deal. So it's the quality and the purity of that relationship with the Qur'an that really, really counts. And the best way to do that is to really focus before reading the Qur'an. Concentrate on the, when you make your wudu. Concentrate just before opening the Qur'an. Think for a minute. Say, Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah Astaghfirullah Clear your heart of, of whatever's in there And then you begin the Qur'an And if you approach the Qur'an In that way You'll find that the relationship Will get better And that's, that's key I think
0: When you say um, Bringing the Qur'an into life When we have In this current life What is it that the Qur'an Inshallah can do for us Say in the next life Will it, will it um, intercede for us Will it speak of how much Have we read it in this life Well it, it will do both
1: it will, it will First of all this world, This life and the next life Are connected you do in in this life um will have an effect on the outcome in the next life so the quran will give you reward and it will intercede there's a clear hadith with the prophet muhammad said right. was, that the quran and the fast will intercede on the day of judgment so that's that's clear the answer to what the on a part of your question is that it will intercede it will stand up and it will say the hadith continues that uh, the fast will say, I prevented him from eating and drinking during the day. And the Quran will say, and I prevented him sleeping during the night. Mm-hmm. So it will speak mm-hmm. on your behalf, so that's one part. But what's probably more important about that intercession is that the Quran can change people's lives. It can show you the direction of where you're going in your life. It can bring you tranquility. When I, For example, when I've gone through difficult times in my life, I've often found that solace, that peace in the Quran. And it's helped me get through difficult times. Mm-hmm. When I've looked, needed guidance, I've gone to the Qur'an and I've found, again, that peace and that tranquility which has helped me to manoeuvre, you know, find my way through life. So what the Qur'an does, it gives you that strength in this world, which will lead you to do actions, which will help you in the next world. So it's two things. One, it will be direct intercession, and it will stand up and it will speak, I did this. And then the other thing is it will, it, it will, it will be your guide, it will be your help. To, to help you to live a better life which will then give you a
0: better life in the next one mm. in the next one. Thank you Sheikh um, Now Sheikh just going back to what you said um, about when you, for example you went through quite difficult times and you chose to you know, go to the Quran and read it would you say is there anything in particular in the Quran that you should read during those times like any particular surahs or just reading it in general
1: I think the most important thing is, is to, to look to the Quran as your cure as to, be, to look to the Quran as, as your place of tranquility your, your calm place I mean, we're all trying to find some calmness and quietness in our lives. We're all trying to find something to bring us peace in this, in this very difficult world that we're living in, this very difficult time. Mm-hmm. So one, of, one part of it is just having that right attitude. And if you go into the Quran and anything, even if you're reading it in English, if you go in with that attitude, you'll find peace and tranquility. You go with that intention. And then there are some surahs which do bring peace. And there are individual surahs which are, which are well-known Surat Yazin has said to contain the meanings of the whole Qur'an, Al-Fatiha. Surah al-Rahman, for example, brings you lots of div- div- descriptions of the next world, and in that there's tranquility. But individual people will find different different things, and I think each each person's relationship with the Qur'an is an individual relationship, and I think that's what we should try and uh, try and uh, develop, um, is that, that relationship with the Qur'an.
2: Okay, Another question just, um, that we've had from one of our listeners in the past is uh, about the best translation in English. Um, is there one that you'd recommend? Is there one that you use yourself, for example, sometimes? Or is there one that you've come across recently that you think might be um, the, uh, the best one so far? Yeah,
1: that's a very good question. And, and the answer would really depend on, on who, who wants who wants to use it and what you want to use it. For, for example, I, I actually like Aubrey, which is one of the mm-hmm. Orientalist translations and that's because he has a very beautiful poetic language and understands the Quran very well so linguistically it's a very beautiful translation but because he's an orientalist a lot of people find that a little bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. other people have found uh, Clary uh, which is a, a, an American and more modern translation simple um, people have found that mm-hmm. to be beneficial Yusuf Ali I still probably use that more than any other, and the re- the part of the reason for that is because I think he has a very uh, good command of the meaning of the Quran, plus he has a good understanding of English literature, and he kind of appro- he approaches, you know, he uses the mm-hmm. language of classical English very, very well. Um, just, I just find that his life story as well is quite quite moving, uh, okay. and the way that his he, death. so that kind of connects me.
0: Um, we just have a few uh, questions in already, Sheikh. I I'm just wanted to ask, uh, there's one from a... Uh, um, is there any specific um, surahs or anything I think you should read when you go to the graveyards to see those that have uh, deceased or that have passed away?
1: Any Qur'an will benefit the will benefit the deceased if it's read with intention. Uh, and this is quite important, that, that you understand the intention because what you're doing when you read the Qur'an is you're reading the Qur'an with the intention of bringing down the mercy. You're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to gift... The reward of this Quran to the dead, mm-hmm. um, um, and so those those intentions and approaches are very important. In terms of the actual surahs, there are many many particular hadith. One of them mentions Surah Yasin that you know, one should read Surah Yasin over the dead, and again uh, this is a very clear hadith that you read read Surah Yasin over your dead. Some people interpret it to mean those that are actually in the process of dying, mm-hmm. and then others say that it's Short and simple way uh, verse to read is Al Ikhlas. And the, the benefit of this is that the Prophet Muhammad said, So whoever reads this 10 times and then another narration of Hadith 11 times, Allah will build them a, pa- a palace in the, jo- in the garden. So if you go to the, to the graveyard and you read with this intention, you read surat of That you're visiting, um, and these are these are the, the ways that you can connect your the Quran as part of it, or your 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 visit to
2: the dead. Okay, we'll a look here. So another question that we've had is uh, one about listening to the Quran in the car. So a lot of people, for example, drive and tend, uh, especially during Ramadan, to put on some Quran recitation. Now they may not be listening to it or concentrating on it, and it might just end up being background noise. Is that is that bad etiquette towards listening to the Quran?
1: If you're not listening to it. It shouldn't be background. It shouldn't be background noise Mm If the Quran is being read, then listen to it. This is a very clear command in the Quran But so I tend not to listen to Quran in the car except in Ramadan because Mm -hmm. During Ramadan I can focus a little bit better and I only do it when I know I can focus So for example, if I'm on a long motorway journey, uh, I might put the Quran on because I know that I will be able to to Be able to, to drive and listen. Whereas if there's kids in the car or, you know, I'm, I'm talking or, you know, I'm in trying to negotiate uh, traffic, then I, I wouldn't put it in because I'm not listening. And the key is whether you're able to listen or not listen. And if you're able to listen, then it's good. You'll get a reward for listening. Okay. If you can't, then it would be bad manners. Exactly. And you're also breaking the command of that, that verse of Qur'an.
0: Okay, Jazakallah. Sheikh, just following on what you said about when you've got um, children, for example, in the car, or just children in general, how is it that you can, or what would you recommend on how you can instill a love for the Qur'an uh, with your children?
1: I think um, the most important thing is to, is to start early, um, and that's, uh, in my understanding, as soon as the hearing, hearing develops in the, in the womb, um, mm-hmm. and even before that, if you can. So as soon as you... Allowing that fetus to to listen to Quran, to hear Quran, so that when 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 he or she comes into this world, the Quran is is one of is close to the, uh, the one of the things that it knows and loves, and is also connected to to the rizq because the, the the umbilical cord provides food, mm-hmm. the mother provides all of the, the comfort and the warmth, and the Quran is part of that process. So that that's that's where I would start. And then of course when the when the when the, the baby is born again to 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 have quran read as often as possible one of my teachers Sheikh her dad his wife his mother used to uh, used to read quran while she was feeding him so she she would read uh, start off uh, with the the fatah, of course and then the point that she stopped the feed was the point that she'd stop the recitation and she would start the recitation again with the next feed. At that point, so that he would do a khatam of Quran uh, with it, with his feet. So he, from from birth, he was he was hearing Quran from beginning to end. And uh, it wasn't it's not surprising that he was half his Quran by the time he was ten. Uh, and so that's that's the most important thing. So just getting the child to listen to the Quran as often as possible, and then also to get the child to learn to respect the Quran, that they know that this Quran is different to other books. And that's one of the things that the, de laat a Friendship with them, and over the years, I got to know them. And when I actually moved to Glasgow, there was their, their house had been cleared of all kinds of haram, and they'd, their whole lives had turned around. And that marriage had produced beautiful children who were practicing Muslims. And and I think my my feeling was that that respect that they had for the Quran kept them going through those difficult periods. So so getting the children to know that the Quran is different to other books, that the the sound of the Quran is different is very important from those very early stages.
0: Sheikh, would you recommend any um, particular surahs that uh, an expecting mother should read while she's uh, pregnant?
1: There, there are there are some people have mentioned some 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 soras, but to be honest, I think in terms of the question of like of what's um, exposing the child to the Quran, I think any verses of Quran, and okay. I think systematically would be very good. Uh, you know, starting at the beginning and moving through if you are to choose choose a particular surah then i would choose something that that, that the mother loves and loves to hear not mother will love or dislike any surah, but that some you know you have this connection if mm-hmm. if, the, if the mother loves surah yasin for example mm-hmm. then the feeling that she gets when she hears that surah will transmit to the child and likewise any other surah surah rahman. for example my mother um had this this really really strong connection with surah rahman and um you know, just I know that in her in her dying phase, so to speak, when she was when she was passing away, this was the surah that would bring the tranquility uh, on the deathbed. So there are surahs which attack, affect the heart, in particular the heart of the mother. Mm-hmm. So whatever that surah is, and that that would probably be the one that I would, if you're only going to focus on one or two surahs that's what I would focus on.
2: Okay, Sheikh. When it comes to memorization of Quran, I, I mean a lot of people start with uh, the the at the end and try and memorize some of the shorter surahs. Is there any kind of um, importance in terms of which surahs should be memorized first? I mean we have some of the uh, surahs that are often recited like surah Yasin and surah Mulk and surah Rahman even, surah Waqiyah. Which ones do you think um, are more um, important to learn and to memorize?
1: I think I think the most important is to start with the short surahs um, because the, the short surahs are the ones that have uh, in terms of the meanings, they they're, they're usually they tend to be the just Amma tends to be the Makkah period, the early period, and so there's a lot of surahs which are very short and very powerful in their language. Uh, they address the issues of Tawheed, they address the issues of akhlaq and these the surahs are, de, are deliberately at the end of the, the Quran for that for that reason in Allah's in Allah's plan. Whereas the summer of the surahs such as surah, uh, Al-Baqarah, for example, have very long surah, verses about tayam for example or inheritance and these are more difficult for for people to memorize and implement so to speak whereas the short sur- surahs, it's very immediate you can learn them understand them practice them and and love them so so these are the ones that i would focus on and then after perhaps completing Amma, there are surahs that are recommended to be read on a regular basis mm-hmm. and you just mentioned some surah yasin uh, surah al there's hadith about <laughs> said whoever reads Surah every day will never fear poverty and that's, that's an interesting statement because rich people still have great anxiety even though they're wealthy uh, because of the fear of poverty not because of the poverty itself so the Prophet Muhammad was very, very clear in the way he said whoever reads this Surah will not even fear poverty but they, so so and, and alhamdulillah, those people that read it regularly will, will, will confirm that, that uh, it, it, it does help them with the, with eases their risk, eases their provision from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these surahs like Surah Al-Mulk will be one that will protect you from the fire, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, protect you from the, the the punishment of the grave if you read it every day. So these surahs that you hope to read every day should learn next because two reasons. One, you're going to read them every day. Reading them every day will mean that they stay alive with you. I know from my own experience that those surahs are the ones that stay with me. And I struggle with other stories that I've I've learnt, like uh, that I don't read every day, okay.
0: um,
1: and in particular the ones related to the laws and things.
0: Okay, we've we've had quite a few um, questions coming. We've only got a few minutes left, and I'll go through the first one. So, if if you're reading the Quran and you don't fully understand the Arabic, you feel you don't connect fully with it. Would it be acceptable to read the Quran in English so you do understand it and feel a better connection?
1: Absolutely, the connection is what what's important, and if the connection comes through. Slowly reading a little bit of Arabic and a little bit of English, then do that. And if the it's 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 a different type of connection, you don't need the English. Don't worry about it. If you only need the English, then do the English for the connection, and the Quran, the Arabic for the reward. So, in each individual should take what 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 pushes them forward with their lives.
0: Okay, and when you are there's another question. When you are reciting the Quran, um, does it make a difference in terms of the reward you receive whether you read it from the physical book in front of you or if it's like a, an online version, say if it was like on your phone or iPad, etc.?
1: No, I think it's, uh, they, they both have the same same reward because they're the Arabic letters and you're looking at them. The advantage of reading it on the phone or the iPad is that most of the scholars say that that's not actually Quran; it's a page of the Quran, and therefore you don't necessarily have to have ablution to have to. So that's an advantage of, well, of, of those and then the other advantage is
2: quite a bit more beautiful than the ipad so okay she so, has a question uh, which um someone has asked us as well about uh, selling quran's now they have a collection of uh, antique quran's uh, uh, pages that were written uh, handwritten many hundreds of years ago uh, and they're just wondering whether or not it's something which um, is it allowed to do which is sell copies of quran
1: Allah knows best. i wouldn't be able to answer that in that particular context but generally speaking anybody that makes money out of quran i think is is really uh, going down a dangerous route there was an occasion where the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam sorry one of the companions had mentioned the prophet وسلم, had been very concerned about people begging using the quran to beg mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh the prophet وسلم, said mentioned that people would sell the quran and he uses the, the phrase sell the quran and when this prophet this companion saw after the prophet وسلم, died somebody begging with his hand out but was reading Quran while he was begging the Prophet he referred to this hadith the Prophet sal- Allah, saying, there will come a time when people sell the Quran so I would feel very uncomfortable about it but I'm not uh, I don't know the answer uh, no, no, I just have to Allah knows best
0: Perfect. Um, so Sheikh we've had a question um, from somebody asking so if a Muslim has doubts um, about certain parts of the Quran and, or what is it that's happened will he be punished for asking for an es- explanation of parts of the Quran um, if they just want to know to put their mind at rest
1: No, absolutely the opposite. He'll be rewarded because um, if he's got questions about the Quran and he goes to the the scholars or goes to people that know, Mm -hmm. then he will be rewarded because there's a hadith that the Prophet says the one that asks and the one that answers will be rewarded. There's another hadith which says the person that asks, the person that answers, and their parents will be rewarded. So if somebody's got a doubt or a question about the Quran, they should ask and, and, and ask the people that know.
0: Okay, and there another question. Just asking, um, is there a specific um, part of the Quran that you should read when you're in times of stress or anxiety?
1: Any sort of Quran will be will be will be beneficial in re- in in a time of stress. But for specifically for, for stress, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu had said that uh, the, the phrase la <laughs> illa will relieve a hundred illnesses, the least of which is stress. So he was very specific that if somebody's facing stress, that this is actually the best way to deal with it, is to say, la And I think there might be a programme on, on mental health where we might be able
2: to, to delve into that a little bit, a little bit further, inshallah. Inshallah. Sheikh, jazakallah khair for uh, your time. I think uh, we've come to the end of our uh, time, sadly. So jazakallah khair for that. Uh, we are having, tomorrow, inshallah, we'll have uh, is it Sheikh Amin Buxton that will be on. Uh, but for today, thank you very much, Sheikh Abdulaziz, for taking part.
0: Thank you. Thank amazing. you. Assalamualaikum. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Ark Media app.